0: We are back. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm Jesse Burrell, joined by co-host Riley McConnell. And Riley, I don't know about you, but I could not be more excited to be back in business. Merry Christmas to you, too, Jesse. This is awesome. Just so all of a sudden,
1: Jesse and I were talking about two hours ago, and... Jesse was in a pretty crap mood to put things yeah. lightly, <laughs> and all of a sudden I get this message: "Let's go, baseball's back." And he mm-hmm. retweeted about twenty different things on Twitter, <laughs> blew up my Twitter. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. You guys should be ready to go. This is gonna be awesome.
0: I can't say I've uh, I've been in such a good mood all afternoon after ninety nine days of MLB imposing a locket on the players. The players voted 26, 12 in favor of a new agreement, and we're back. The players wanted to play. And here we are. Let's go. And the watchers wanted to watch and the talkers (laughs) want to talk. And we're going to talk now. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it, I guess, what they agreed here. Uh, There were a lot of talks going back and forth on uh, talks about the CBT. We talked a lot of it last week with Quinn here about what the owners were proposing, what the players were proposing. But here's kind of what they settled on. The plan as of now is we're going to play a full 162-game season with full pay for the players. The season is going to be extended three more days. And the games that uh, can't be remade are going to be played with a full nine-inning doubleheader, so no more of the seven-inning doubleheader stuff. We're going to play full nine-inning games, so that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to get a full 162, which is great. Um, there are a few more things that they have established on. We've talked before that the National League is going to be adopting the designated hitter. We knew that. We talked about that at the time. That is exciting. We're going to have a draft lottery implemented, which we've seen in other sports, um, MLB or not MLB, NHL and NBA has had a draft lottery system. So baseball is going to get some of that to try to stop their tanking issue. We're going to have draft pick inducements to discourage service time manipulation. So I'm not really sure how that's going to play out, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, plus the limiting amount of times of players have the options up and down from the minor league. So a lot of good changes there and stuff I think uh, we're taking in with open arms.
1: A lot of changes, man. Um, I think for the better, I don't want to say who won or lost this deal. Um, but yeah, like like you, Jesse, I also am curious to see what you know what transpires um as this goes on, like that whole option move, things like that, the tanking. I don't really know about a whole lot of teams tanking now. I mean, this would be the year to do it. Andrew Jones's kid is slotted in first goal. Right, yeah. You know, first overall. I mean, you talk about the being a good son of, you got our guys in Toronto. Not saying the Jays should do any tanking, but whoever gets them in this lottery business, I think will be very lucky.
0: I mean, the son of a former Major Leagueer in terms of good one like Andrew Jones, he just screams Blue uh,
1: Jays prospect, right? Best defensive center fielder of all time, next to Ken Griffey Jr.
0: But uh, but we'll see here. There has been an issue the problem is my theory that this draft lottery isn 't going to really solve anything because you how the MLB draft kind of works that the difference between having the first overall pick and like the fourth overall pick doesn 't really matter. The MLB draft is such a crap shoot and that it takes so long for players to develop anyway that i don 't really think this is going to be too much of an issue but it will be cool to see if you 're a fan of one of these teams like Pittsburgh or Arizona or some of these guys to see that you can have a chance at the number one overall pick and it 's always exciting to see those ping pong balls bounce around and see if uh you end up getting the talent
1: yeah and it definitely draws the element of um you know more viewership people if people know that pittsburgh's taking picking first um you know that it won't be as exciting as you know that bingo machine rolling around and you know it's gonna it's gonna increase the audience and that's you know we're trying to promote the game here mm-hmm. and i think that's a, that's a good little i won't call it a gimmick because it is it isn't at the NHL for sure. And you said the, uh, the NBA. So I guess they're just kind of getting on the, the times as far as things go for um, how they um, select draft picks. So I think
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I think it's, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the MLB draft is now going to be 20 rounds too. So we were worried about, they, they were up to like 50 rounds. Now they cut it down to like even five in the COVID season. And now they're up to 20, which I think is a good spot for, uh, for the players and for the league. And uh, one thing the players' association did have to give up, though, in the 2020 COVID shortened season, the players filed a grievance against Major League Baseball saying they weren't arguing in in um, in good faith. Which, if you were a baseball fan during that time, you can agree with them. So they've dropped that lawsuit, which was good. Uh, the players obviously probably put it behind them; it's in the past, and the owners don't have to worry about it anymore. So that's good. That's behind us. And one thing, though, that I think MLB really got out of this is they now have a 45-day window for Major League Baseball to implement rule changes into the game. So if they wanted to put, like, say, a ban on shifts or if they wanted to have the larger bases or if they wanted in front of a pitch clock, they just have to give the players 45 days' notice to do that. And I think MLB was actually really happy to get that out of the negotiation.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if I'm working a job and my boss lets me know 45 days in advance to kind of make those adjustments – yeah, I can I can get behind that a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, though, with the lawsuit being dropped, I'm just happy that they kissed and made up because yeah, it was getting to be a, a ridiculous point, man. Like, do owners even care about baseball, or is is it just about the green? Like, yes. it just yes. it was getting ridiculous, and it really t- was starting to tick me off. Um, mm-hmm. One more thing before you go any further, Jesse, I yeah. missed my chance to go in uh, before. I really want to thank and congratulate Quinn on what a great job mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Um, you know, people who watch this and know Quinn, I mean whatever sport it is uh baseball hockey like one of the smartest guys um and you know he did more than than fill my spot it was really really good to see and that was a great choice for for you to <laughs> to bring on Quinn too I was really happy when I saw that
0: hey he's one of the good guys and we're gonna have guests on all throughout the season here Quinn just got lucky to be the first one uh if you want to be a guest on the show like as we go on into the season let us know because we're buds in Blue Jays we're we need our buds right to come on and to do this so we're really excited to get those but We are also really excited to have you back, Riley. So that's always good as well.
1: Yeah, no, good to be back, man. Got my uh, got my ducks in a row, and uh, no, things are looking up, especially after after the news two hours ago, man. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just things are just going up from here, man. I'm I'm super excited. I mean, you can't tell. I mean, I'm definitely not an emotional guy, and you can't tell <laughs> you know when I get excited or not. But it's it was it, it, it was just too much crap going on for too long and like i said i'm just glad that they kissed and made up and i'm really looking forward and soon to see what what happens with
0: this do you have any thoughts about uh the chances of like banning the shift or implementing pitch clocks or a uh, larger basis do you have any initial thoughts on any of those things so
1: let's start with the least kind of looked at one and maybe the least important which would be bases um Mm -hmm. so what comes to mind when i think about bigger bases i'm picturing the white and the orange softball bags oh yeah okay um, on first base for base for softball you know on first base and that's not exactly what it is they're just it's just a larger bag and you can you can chime in if you actually know the answer i think it might have something to do with the safety you know slides things like that on why they want
0: the bigger bases yeah, I had two thoughts. One of them is more player safety, right? They want to avoid the base runner stepping on the first baseman's ankle or something like that. And there's also a thought that they could increase stolen bases because if the bases are bigger, mm-hmm. there's a shorter distance and parts yeah. from going through there. And that, I guess, gets more action, more people running on the field and whatnot. Um, I know they tried it out in one of the minor leagues. I'm not sure which one. And I, I, I don't remember the results from it. I don't know if it caused a bigger reaction to more stolen bases or whatnot. But like you said, it seems pretty minor well in in that too like if i was commissioned like and you know the game has
1: changed and i'm all about player safety but jesse back in bantam or midget when we were playing for the wellington links mm-hmm. like i've gone in and broken up double plays before as a 16 year old and they've mm-hmm. and that was something i grew up doing and major league players grew up doing and now i mean this isn't a new thing obviously like they've taken that out of the game yeah, after the Chase d- yeah. decided to just destroy who, who was it um it wasn't Ruben Tejada, was it? I don't, I don't remember. I can't it was, it was their shortstop. It's going to bug me. If, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, they they're they changing it for the better of, of player safety, and I can get behind that. Now, the second one is pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had our boy Mark Burley um, on the mound, we wouldn't have a problem with this. And like you said about Rafael Dolis. Yeah. Um, Jason Frazier was a bad one, too. Oh, great name. And yeah, um, yeah maybe he needed those time between pitches, but – It speeds the game of baseball up a little bit, which is fine Um, by my standpoint. Like I'm one of the people who do not mind the pace of baseball the way it is. Mm -hmm. I understand where they're coming from, but I enjoy it. Like if they call football gridiron chess, baseball is, is a different kind of chess game. I like when people take their time. It's the beauty of the game. Like one of my favorites, Nomar garcia Perez stepping out, you know, adjusting his gloves mm-hmm. in the batter's box. you know, pitcher taking the Roslin bag and, you know, getting his hands ready. Like that's all part of the game to me. And that's been part of the game for years. Um, I don't mind that they want a pitch clock though. I get what they're doing with it. I just like all the little, the little things within the game, the game within the game.
0: What was the old saying? Was it that uh, hitting is timing and pitching is just upsetting timing? So, doing whatever yeah, that's, you can to. That's to change what that it up, is, man. Right? Yep. Um, the one thing there, though, is that I, I, yes, I'm with you. A pitch clock should be good. It should get the game moving, just keep the flow of action going up. I think what it might stop, though, is the pitchers who go max effort all the time. If you only have, say, 35 seconds between pitches, your body can't recover as much. And maybe you're not running 100% all the time, full go but uh, I think that's a very minor case and it shouldn't affect too many guys.
1: No. So, and that, that actually might lead into this next point I'll, I'll make too, um, which is the number uh, three thing on your list. Um, So pitchers, you know, speeding up their delivery, you know, maybe that will affect, you know, on 162 games, you know, that might, you know, decrease their strikeouts because of the decrease in velocity because they're throwing so often, so, you know, let's pretend that hitters get a 0.005 increase on their batting average. <clears throat> um, so now we've, we've just banned the shift. Um, right. How much of an increase is that going to, it's, you know, those two things are going to create a, a a hitter's environment for sure. You know, could you imagine you're Joey Gallo and that pitcher's got 14 seconds to throw a baseball after the catcher throws it back to him and the second baseman in, is playing where a second baseman is, and Joey mm-hmm. Gallo hits, it, you know, but a frozen rope to right field every time. You yeah. know, it's it's, it's bad. Batting is going to go like skyrocket. Lefty power hitters are, are might be the most valuable bats in baseball right now. If that if that was to happen,
0: yeah, we'll see if they do ever end up implementing that rule. But now, because of the labor agreement that was struck here today, Major League Baseball does have the power on 45 days' notice to do that. And their committee, which I saw today, was based on four player reps, one umpire, and then six MLB reps. So MLB will have their way. They have majority rules there in deciding that. Um, We can talk about that more as it happens, if it does happening. The big takeaways I'd have if they do decide to ban the shift is that, yes, uh, league-wide BABIP is going to go up. So batting average on balls in play, which is going to increase for higher batting averages all across the league. Um, It's going to be those slow left-handed hitters that are really going to increase, like Joey Gallo. Um, and guys, Matt Olson that, too. yeah, exactly. So yeah. players like that are going to be the ones that uh, get the big increase. And plus, I think the value of having a really good defensive middle infielder is going to increase dramatically. Like you will now maybe see teams put guys who are just defensive specialists, middle infielders up the middle, instead of uh, these other guys where we see now second base and shortstop has become more of a back first position. If they do ban the shift, maybe we see those defensive specialists come back a little more.
1: Yeah, the defensive, uh, an Omar Vizquel, um esque type of player. Um, kind of just triggered, like, just to throw it out there. Um, Mookie Betts, known as an outfielder, but also can play second base. Maybe he's a more valuable second baseman in this type of MLB. We don't know yet.
0: Yeah, so that'll be something to look forward to. I'm sure if it does get implemented, we'll talk about it as we go. But, Riley, baseball is back, and we are so excited in fact as of 10 minutes ago free agents can start signing so i am fully expecting a rash of big moves trades free agents to happen honestly like this weekend throughout the next few days so we're going to be back we're going to talk about them as they happen as we go um but we ran out on our twitter feed some questions that some fans have been asking for us here because uh not only are we excited our fan base is excited for stuff as well so we're going to run through some of these questions here let's go back and forth and discuss them and see what we think ready Good to go, Jesse. On your on your mark, man. <laughs> All right. So the first question, we'll start with a very generic one here is uh which position in free agency do you think the Blue Jay's are addressing before the season gets going here?
1: Oh, you're gonna field this to me first?
0: Yeah, let's go um, right out of the back.
1: Perfect. Um so the first thing that comes to mind if we're just to go after one one position um pitchers included even in this is is got to be third base mm-hmm. um we've seen the way that this lineup has seemed to be structured which is not Vlad Guerrero Jr. playing third base he uh, like I'm I'm gonna make the assumption and predict that he's gonna be a first baseman for the, the, maybe the rest of his career I think which so. I, once you make the move t- it's hard to go back I'm totally fine yeah. with that. Even at, I know, I know he's not 34 and this isn't a Miguel Cabrera type move when you, or Pooh when you go from left field, to third to first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when you got the v- bat that this kid does, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. But the Jays right now, if it's not Espinal, and I'm an Espinal guy, I love his defense. Yes. His bat is a little bit subpar. Um, but if we're gonna make one move, I, I'm picking third base. And I think, of course, like I said, the guys who I want. But to, just to give you a generic what position, it's got to be third base.
0: Yeah, we did do an episode uh, probably about a month ago now of moves we think the Jay should should make during the when the lockout was over. So I suggest going back and checking that out. Um, and I agree with you. Third base is it's like the weak spot in our lineup, and plus we have Espinal who could just play second base if we have it too. So you really do think the Jays are going to acquire at least another infielder, whether it's a third baseman or a second baseman? Um, did you see how Jack though Santiago Espinal looks in Bobichet's Instagram story there?
1: Yeah, I you did. Know? He he looked pretty. Yeah. Good. He looked
0: pretty good, man. Guy looks determined. If anything, we saw Vladdy get in better shape and have a good year. Now I'm not saying Espinal going to have a Vlad to type breakout here, but he could be a piece. He could be a guy on the bench here that they go for and get. So we'll see. Uh, my answer to this question is we just need more pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. We always need more pitchers. Um, Jays have their good main core of four guys with Ross Stripling and Nate Pearson being down there next. But I want to see more depth and some more bottom-end pitching, four or five-type starters. I have mentioned Yusei Kikuchi before. Uh, There's going to be other guys like that as we go on. So that's where I really think the Jays are going to target and try to hammer that out.
1: Yeah, like you said, man, I definitely don't disagree with that. We could all use – always. Use more pitching. You can never have enough. Pitching mm. is what wins and loses you games, right. you know, m- more often than
0: not, right? I'm, I'm with you there. And we've seen Jay's teams in the past, when they've got good pitching, they play really well. When the pitching isn't there, it doesn't really matter how good their offense is. They always seem to be struggling. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question on our list. Um, what new bat will the Jays realistically get versus which one do you want them to get?
1: Well, I mean, I'll do the one I want them to get. Mm-hmm.
0: That's um, or fun one,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So like right off the bat, and I answered it before, I said Matt Chavin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just to throw another name out, I think Freddie Freeman would be another fun one. Oh, 100%. Um, let's, let's, I mean, honorary Canadian. Um, his mother is Canadian, I believe. Um,
0: He's played for Canada in the World Baseball Classic. Plays before too.
1: for, played in the baseball cl- classic for Canada. I mean, that'd be a fun one. There's a lefty bat too. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk realistically um, I think Matt Chapman would be more realistic and of course we want to go out and, and acquire pitching I still think that they're I'm with you on this Jesse that they will get an arm mm-hmm. um, whether be, a few, honestly yeah, definitely one starter one relief I think that that would be the smart move even if they don't get two starters I think the wise thing here would be to go third base a starter who would slot in like mm-hmm. you said, four five, or five spot at least, and then another arm in the pen.
0: Yep, all good choices, and it would be really nice if they can get something out of that there. Uh, my choice for the one I really want the most was Catel Marte from Arizona. I've been hammering the drum, beating that drum for Catel Marte. I think he's a superstar, and you know, like I said, you can get him at a non-superstar price, right? Um, in terms of realistic, I could see the Jays trying to go for someone who has sneaky upside, but isn't hasn't put it all together. So maybe one of these. Big power types, but doesn't really have the bat-to-ball skills, and maybe they get lucky, like um, with a good bat, bat season. I'm thinking like maybe Eugenio Suarez, a type of guy, or um, if maybe they go to Colorado and they get like a Garrett Hampson or something like that, some guy who can play crystal positions or whatnot. But those aren't nearly as fun. I I want to dream big, and all reports seem like the Jays are going to go in and to try to make some firepower happen, whether that is Freddie Freeman, whether it is a Jose Ramirez trade, whether it is you know Matt Chapman and Frankie Montas, like it does seem like the Jays are going to do something and I can't wait to see what it is.
1: Yeah, those are, those are all great names. First of all, too. Um, Montes, I forgot about Uh, to me, he's not even a five guy, but if they could somehow get him in a deal that isn't going to hurt our real future, I think that would be great. Um, Hampson is another one you said uh, kind of a middle infielder slash outfielder, Um, a quick guy too. Yep. He's, he got? He's got wheels, and I think Colorado is one of those teams that we might be able to make a better grab because they're kind of blowing the team up. Same with Oakland.
0: Actually, Brendan Rodgers—if we can get him out of Colorado, because he's a guy who was a good prospect oh, who hasn't hit—if we can get him, he, let's yeah, he's—I
1: uh, I don't know—he's either twenty-three or twenty-four as of right now, and that's mm-hmm. and MLB ready at twenty-three, twenty-four for a third baseman, I think is great. Yeah, that would uh, be that. That would be awesome.
0: Let's move to – same question, but let's move over to pitchers. What pitchers do you think uh, – do you want the Jays to get, and which one do you realistically think they're going to acquire?
1: So I'm with you on Kikuchi. I don't know what his – his um, the cost is. Again, um, pitchers, I think, are a little more valuable in a trade than some position players, unless you're, um, you know, like a Matt Chapman. I think that trade's going to cost a lot. Um, but if you're a, what I would just call an above average war player, like when you have about a one war mm-hmm. in, in the win, wins above replacement, like just above the league average, I think is what they need. They need a few um, of those
0: guys too, like two or three. They
1: do. They, they, they do. And the replacement level pitching is, is so important because no one wants to go out. And if we, if we all of a sudden have five pitchers with a five, plus ERA, we're not going to win any ball games. Hopefully not our starters, but we've seen it with our bullpen for sure.
0: Right, and so realistically, that's probably what the Jays are going to do. They're going to get little guys like that. Um, They have been linked to Cincinnati's rotation, so guys like Sonny Gray, uh, Luis Castillo would be a nice one, but I think there's real interest in Tyler Malley and who's got the breakout upside, so I think that would be a good pitcher that the Jays can go get here.
1: Yeah, I like, Castillo would be great. Hey, man, that would be great. I think I think that you know he, he's a comp to Berrios in a way. And I feel like we don't need to make another huge shift like that in our in our farm system. Um what, what we got, what we what came through the pipeline for us um was Manoa, Alec yep. Manoa. What came via a big signing was Ryu. Yep. What came at the big trade was Berrios. Let's work around that and then find our smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. Like and then I Gosman
0: think that,
1: was assigning too. And then sorry, yes, yeah. of course. Kevin Gosman was assigning too, which is great. That's that's a plus rotation already. We just you're right, we do need that five starter. And if it's mm-hmm. not a huge price, go after it. Mm-hmm. I'm big I like my Oakland guys. Oakland has always been a near and dear team to me. I think Montes, if the price isn't too high, which it's hard to say at this point, it really is. Yeah, but, we don't uh, but know. if it's not too nice. high, no, I, I how do you yeah. gauge a player really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's I Montas played maybe had 20 starts with the White Sox and then, you know, had came out of the pen long for Oakland for a bit and then I think probably the last 2 years is his only full full seasons on a rotation,
0: right? One thing I will say about Montas is that splitter is electric and if we can get him in here with uh Kevin Gosman working on his splitter, that could be really good. He could be a very good guy, a really good piece. So that would be the guy I think I really want the Jays to go to get. i yeah. logically thinking I think it's going to be like a guy like Valley or it'll be it'll be some of these older guys who are kind of fifth-sixth on starters who yeah. uh haven't really done a whole lot in their career that are league average guys. Uh, there's a bunch of them. And that'll probably be likely what's to happen.
1: Well, trade value is soon if a guy's if a guy's twenty-eight compared to if a guy's thirty-six. There's a huge amount of differentiate differential and value there. Um, everyone loves the young guys. If you can't, put some veteran presence in that rotation.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, next question. And These questions are all kind of fairly similar here. Uh, this one says, will there be more high-impact trades or free agent signings by the Jays this offseason? And if you had to pick one of both, which one would they be?
1: I love that question. That's a mm-hmm. great question. Oh, we have great uh, fans. We do have great fans. That's that's why we got great questions. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> free agents. Um. So how how should I feel this question? So we want to <laughs> we want to so- we want to make one trade and one free agent signing.
0: Yes. And which one do you think there's going to be more of? Do you think the Jays are going to like make more trades before the season starts, or sign more free agents <sighs> before the season starts?
1: I think it's going to be pretty equal, but I think that I think what they did today. Uh, do you want to say what they did today? For,
0: we'll save that a little towards the end, but the Jays did uh did sign Joe Biagini and Greg Bird. We'll talk about a little of them towards the end of the episode here. Um but so some familiar per, names, you, Jays fans, though.
1: Perfect, perfect. So I think that the Jays do a lot of that. They they get pieces that way. I think if any trades are gonna go on, it's gonna be I don't I don't see them really trading away any big names in our MLB. We're on the uh, Jays are going up. There's hmm. Bo's not get those Bo and Cavan and Springer. No one's getting traded. The only um, exception guys. though
0: might be Alejandro Kirk because the Jays do have a ton of catching debt, and it seems like Kirk is the one name that might go. And there has been talk about maybe trading Lourdes Gurriel and a Jose Ramirez deal. But other than that, I'm with you. I don't think anyone's really going to be moved off our big big
1: team. Oh, I hate that. I love Lourdes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pretty ticked if they did that. Uh, the, the yeah, Kirk's got a lot of value. He has the potential to be a top-hitting catcher at the MLB. Right. That's why yeah, I love okay. him on the team. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Me too, man. Like, yeah. I love Danny Jansen, but, you know, you take away his glasses and he's not going to do the things <laughs> – I mean, I know nothing against people with glasses or anything. One of my best friends uh, wears glasses. Wow, man, but, coming you know, hard
0: at people with glasses today. Yikes.
1: Wow, yeah. Been, first day I come back and I'm a big bully all of a sudden. <laughs> no, I just – I, I would just rather see Kirk. I mean, Jansen is is not nowhere near close to be the hitter. Just teach Kirk some just some basic defense and just let him do his thing behind the play. Let him hit thirty five home runs.
0: Yeah. So you think then that if they do make trades, it's going to be guys like kind of down in our system? I'm assuming Gabriel Moreno was off limits, and we're only trading for the next.
1: I, guys I, I next if, if someone went to go trade him, I'd just slap their wrist away. Like, oh no. <laughs> No touchy. Just let him ferment down there. Just, just let our catchers be front office. Just, just, let, just let them do their thing. If anyone gets run out of town, get, give Jansen up for a bullpen arm, a strong bullpen arm, and let the, let the catchers do their thing. Let the catchers do their thing. I really want to see Kirk in a Jays uniform. Mm-hmm.
0: My, uh, my answer to this question here is that I really think – I don't know about more of, but I do think a trade is going to happen first simply because owners were not allowed to really engage with the players and the likeness of players. So free agent signings, unless they were really close to a deal before the lockout happened, um, that they would be able to make constant communication. So I, but I know that GMs have been able to communicate with each other. So I really do think that they've already been talking pieces and that trades are much more likely to come together quicker. So maybe we'll see a high-impact trade, maybe with the Oakland guys, maybe with Jose Ramirez. Hopefully, catal Marte. and uh, we can hopefully let's Let's just get, get them all. Yeah, sir, sure,
1: honestly, let's do it. Just let's just sign them all. You know, Rogers, you you own one of the biggest cell phone corporations in the world. Just put out the money. Mm-hmm. Let's just it's been it's been since 1993 and we're against a tough division. Tampa Bay isn't even supposed to be a good team. Let's you know, we got four teams including us competing for a pennant you know let's let's this is it's a hard i've said this it's been the hardest division division in baseball for a long time uh the nl west is is very tough Uh, there's no doubt about that but it's the al east man in the states on the east coast People love the Red Sox. People love the Yankees. Up north, people love the Jays. You got three huge fan bases, a lot riding on those games. Mm -hmm.
0: And let's not sleep on the Baltimore Orioles either. Depending on what publication you read, they have the best farm system in all of baseball. So their young talent is coming. And yes, it might be a year or two before that all comes together in the majors, but they're coming too. So the AL East is a juggernaut. It's going to remain a juggernaut. And... Hey, if the Blue Jays are going to win a World Series, there's no doubt about it. You can say they earned it. They deserved what they did for all the work they had to go through.
1: It's going to be with our guys too. Like it's a matter of time. We just Mm -hmm. need to surround them with the best signings, trades, whatever with the guys that we've brought through our own system. They've done a great job to develop themselves. I love that Vladdy got in shape after clearly being out of shape. Um, Bo has been an absolute superstar. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope Kevin can turn it around. Lourdes is playing great. He's not as young as those guys. Um, He's a fun guy. He's a locker room guy. Manoa, the same thing. He's got, he's got, he's great. I love watching Manoa. He might be, you know, one of the most underrated young pitchers in all of baseball. It's going to be great.
0: And we've already talked about a lot of the free agents that we think the Jays are going to get. I do st- still think they're going to acquire like a left-handed power bat. Now, maybe they did that already by acquiring Greg Bird earlier today. Um, but I still think like Corey Dickerson's a real chance to come back and return here and something like that. So that's what it's going to be. Another outfielder. We have mentioned Brett Gardner in the past. It's going to be someone like that that we think the Jays are going to open thought so
1: we said power bats brett Gardner can well, only hit it at a yankee stadium
0: yeah and with the juice that, ball too <laughs> yeah
1: him and curtis granderson had one one hell of a time there holy mm-hmm. cow
0: so i did mention the blue jays did already make some moves these were minor league guys but we signed greg bird who you might remember in 2015 when the jays were battling the yankees down the stretch for some of those big playoff games greg bird was a rookie he came up he actually hit i think he had a two home run game in rogers center late that year um but he could never really figure it out with New York. He had, got injured a lot. He was gone for two years, but last year he played uh, with Colorado and their Triple A team in Albuquerque. He had an 894 OPS with 27 home runs. So left-handed guy. He could play some first base to give Vlad a spell. Like, he's going to get at bats with the team this year. He's going to be an impact guy. Kind of like what Rowdy Telez was before Vladdy broke in.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Greg Bird. I've definitely remember watching him Um and, probably thinking fairly high about him at the time. I always, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a Jays fan. Um, I do appreciate the sport of baseball primarily, of course, I'm not saying I, I, I hate the Yankees. I hate the <laughs> Red Sox. I do, but I'm intrigued by, you know, a new player in the pinstripes or a new right. player, um, playing for the Red Sox, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, who's this guy, you know, like, how's he going to do? And yeah, I can remember when he was, um, you know, hitting the ball well. I also remember him, I, I really know him as a guy who does not hold a good batting average. If anything, he's a guy who's going to hit for power and really only give you that tool.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, but a guy who, if you need a pinch hit, you need a home run late in the game, he's got a chance to run into one, right? Yeah. Um, Jay's also signed a familiar friend who we might remember is uh, the be- one of the best Rule 5 picks the Jays have ever made It's Joe Biagini. Joe Biagini is back with this team. Um, he went to, we traded him in 2019, along with Aaron Sanchez to Houston. And I remember that first start, Joe Biagini and Aaron Sanchez made in Houston. They went on for a combined no hitter. And it was just like, of course they did. Right. They were struggling to put it together here in Toronto. Although Joe Biagini did really, he had some good, uh, good appearances for this team, especially in 2016. He was, I think he ended up being their setup man for a while in that bullpen One of the only reliable guys. So I know he was, he was kind of weird. He was a quirky guy. Um he said on Twitter today that uh he still he, he can't forget all of that Canadian he had in him or whatever. So that's why he had to come back to the Toronto Blue Jays and uh,
1: He didn't <laughs> wanna I, I believe it was he didn't want to forget how to speak Canadian.
0: Right, exactly. So he came back with the team. A big fan favorite Joe Biagini. Um I know a lot of Blue Jays fans are gonna be happy to have him back.
1: Yeah, I uh, I definitely remember him in that setup earlier. Really. Absolutely right about that. Um He did. He was definitely I definitely didn't mind him in the pen. And then they went and screwed him up trying to start games for us.
0: (laughs) Riley, Some breaking news as of one minute ago. Owners have have ratified the new new collective bargaining agreement. A source tells ESPN baseball is officially back. So we're go. Let's go. All systems go. No hold up. Labor talks are behind us. We're full steam ahead. Let's go.
1: And Jesse is reading that at 628 Eastern time. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think, uh, I think that's all we're going to do for today. I think we're going to sit back and this is probably going to be some of the biggest free agents and trade activity window, whether that all starts tonight, whether it's in tomorrow, we fully expect the Jays to do something honestly throughout the course of this weekend. And you and I, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about it when it happens. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Baseball's back, man. It feels like a weight off our shoulders. We're here. The boys are going to be back at the dome before we know it. It's going to be great.
1: Man, we got the team to do some great things. Thank you for figuring this out, guys, cuz you're not going to let this great team go to waste. Mm-hmm. Baseball is back. I'm so ready. Jesse's so ready. And I know the people watching are ready too. I know mm-hmm. we got a lot of, a lot of baseball fans out there, fans of the Jays, but fans of the game fans, mm-hmm. being a fan of baseball is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, And we really don't want to see this beautiful sport go to the wayside and just like what it's, it's going to be spring, spring trading. It's gonna you know, start April baseball. Like we we've gone away. I've, we've danced this dance for 20 plus years, man.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Opening day is scheduled go. for uh, April 7th and spring training games are going to start March 13th. So three days from now, let's do it. Let's go. Uh, any last thoughts you want to add Riley before we uh, log off here today?
1: No, we're, we're pretty well covered, man. We're going to bring you some, you know, stuff in the next couple of days for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, our phones are going to be just bouncing off the wire Um, from, you know, f- free agents and I uh, possibly trades mm-hmm. Um, and that's league wide. Um, so, if you f- feel free buds jays interact with us on twitter, yes, please do um, you-, you know we 're going to be part of this discussion like we 're super excited um it's it 's almost like they call it a silly season and a lot like it 's almost like like so much is going to happen like we don 't know where stories going or Correa or Freeman, like mm-hmm. there are huge, huge names out there. Like not like just big names. Like there are names that are MVP caliber players out there in mm-hmm. multiple, like it's the time. If you're not a baseball fan and you just so happen to be watching this, now's the time to get into the Great game. Time. Cause you're going to, you're, you're going to see things, you know, that, you know, possibly Jesse and I have never seen before.
0: Buckle up, get your seatbelt in, buckle up and let's go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that'll do it for us today. I fully expect that we're going to be back early in the next week to keep talking more. But like Riley mentioned, follow us on Twitter at BudsJays. If you want to come on the show, talk with Riley and I about uh, something you want to see. Like, let us know. Go into our DMs. We'll talk with you about it and we'll see if we can get you on here. Uh, if you're into toronto maple leaf stuff check out our friends over at leafs and lads they're ramping up they're doing some great stuff they've been on the uh mark giordano trade since the start of the season so those guys know their stuff they're getting on there follow them along for the ride as well and yeah that'll do it for us here today thanks for tuning in we're back let's go full send let's do it let's go